Shankly Kids. I heard a copy calling. Hello and welcome to the Cop Table Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Phillips, alongside me tonight, returning after his uh, short breakaway to Barcelona and Italy. It's our co-host, Peter Collis. How are you, Pete? Looking forward to the new season? Sure, I'm Pete. Yeah, I'm great. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. On uh, tonight's podcast, we're going to be previewing Liverpool's first game of the season, away to Arsenal this Sunday down at the Emirates. Joining us from the Arsenal side of things tonight is Raj Patel. Raj has been on the Cop Table podcast previously. He's a massive Arsenal fan and is a host on the Gunners podcast at Bear Camp Wonderland. So very warm welcome to the show once again, Raj. Hi guys, how are you? How's your summer? Yeah, I've been very well, thanks. A short holiday myself in Spain. I believe you've been away as well, haven't you, Michael? Yeah, I have, yeah. How are you hey, getting on, lads? He's all right. Good to hear from you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I will introduce Michael onto the uh, onto the show as well. Now we have Michael Yare. He is an actor. He has appeared in films such as Get Rich or Die Trying, Once Upon a Time in Dublin, Utopia, and Michael has also appeared in The Game of Thrones. And Michael's also been on the Cobb Table podcast previously. So warm welcome to the show once again, Michael. How are you, mate? Hey, that's a bit of time, mate. Thanks for having me. And that's a lovely introduction. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, yes, yes, no problem at all. You're very welcome. Right, let's get straight into the into the questions. Then we'll start off with yourself, Raj. Yeah, going into this season, once again, there's been a lack of transfer activity <laughs> down at the Gunners, isn't there? Um, what do you make of the situation and, and Arsene Wenger's comments that spending Arsenal's money is like spending his own? I think you asked me that same question last year. And all you got to do is do a copy and paste. And uh, why don't you do, why don't you just play back the same podcast last year? You'll get the same answers. Basically, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't. I've got to stop moaning and whinging about all this. We 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 brought in Zaka at the beginning of the summer, and he's a, he's a decent player. I've seen bits of him in the last couple of weeks, and he looks very very good. And you thought that when we did that, we'd we'd fill in. The other holes, which are really only just the centre back that we needed, needed, and more so now that Gabriel Paulista has been um, is injured and is out for about two months, three months, and a, and a striker, and we haven't done that. And whether we do between now and the end of August, I've got no idea. It's I find it very frustrating. I think a lot of Arsenal fans are very, very annoyed and frustrated about this. We've got the money, we've got the biggest cash balance in the world not even just Europe in the world and, and no 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 other club in the world has got as much cash on our balance sheets as we have and yet we seem to fail to make the smallest improvements to the squad which would allow us to challenge for the title I, I, I do think that the squad's excellent and if we added on a good striker and a centre-back then we'd be ready for a great great challenge but we we do ourselves no justice and I think Arsene Wenger's letting down the fans I'm afraid Sorry to be so negative, lads. <laughs> not, not at all. Uh, that's, we'd like to hear a little bit of negativity before uh, before our game this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on to Michael. Go on, Peter. Yeah, first question for you, Michael, is uh, how impressed have you been with Liverpool's new signings this summer and which one has stood out for you the most? I've been, I've been really impressed, actually, with the degree of intelligence and planning, actually, and thinking our recruitment has been brilliant because he's brought players in to sort of try and enhance and to compete with what we've got. You know, and, as, and, and, and a lot of players that he's brought in, you know, got very degrees of versatility, actually, and in particular, Karios. And the big, I, I watch a lot of German football, and he's like, you know, Bar Neuer, he was one of the best keepers in the league. 
Yeah. Now, like we all know the limitations to you know what our current goalkeeper. Yeah, he's a very very good shot stopper. He's got decent reflexes, but I think having a stable goalkeeper that sort of how can I describe it that that sort of breeds a bit more confidence in defence um goes a long way. And he's got a lo- he's got a lovely bit of arrogance about him as well. And we sort of missed that since Reina. We haven't had a keeper that you know that a bit of a character actually that. You know, the fellas can look, kind of look back and see, do you know why he sort of got this? You know, we, we, we've got a lot, we can, we can take a lot of confidence in him. And I think that was a, that was a shrewd bit of business actually and adds a bit, a bit of competition as well there. And then we look at Ragnar Clavin and I remember texting a mate of mine just going, what's a Ragnar? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch much of Augsburg last season actually, but he's come in and he's really surprised me. I've, I've been yeah. really impressed with him actually because like, when's the last time we've actually had a solid no nonsense just defense first ask questions later sort of defender you know sort of goes back to when we had Karen Hippie where you could just look at a center half and just go do you know we're not going to concede today and I know it's only pre-season and I know you know it's very it's too early to judge but from what I've seen of him and especially in, in the Barcelona game I thought he was excellent you know he reads the game very well he smells he senses danger very very quickly and then you got you know you got likes of Grucic and you got Wijnaldum you got Mane and you can see that Klopp's added a bit of pace power and precision into the side which I think we lacked a bit last season especially when we were playing the, the less fancier sides I think we found them very very hard to break down and I think with these in particular Wijnaldum and and uh, Mane he's added about possibly 20 league I think they've both had 11 league goals each last season and he's added more goals into the side which I think we lacked last season we struggle at times so it's sort of a nice problem to have but yeah I've been really impressed with the business so far this summer and and I think the player that I'm really impressed with most for me personally is your man Clavin Clavan I think he's pronounced as yeah I agree yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he was he was a signing that went pretty much under the radar he was uh, yeah Klopp just pulled him out of the bag didn't he from Germany obviously he knows a lot about him I agree totally with you, Michael. From what I've seen of him, he's been fantastic. He reads the game well. Yeah, he's good on the ball, and like you say, he sees things coming in, coming in front of him. And he kept Luis Suarez quiet on, on Suarez, Saturday. Quiet. So at the end of the day, the the guys come in, and he's he said didn't he in in the in the press recently that he's there to for a first team spot. He's not there to mess about. He's not there to sit on the bench and collect his money. This guy wants to yeah. go straight in. And he's, got play, the right, he's got the right attitude, and, and he looks like he's got the right attributes as well. Well, it's funny you say that, though, because he's sort of a club-type defender. If you look back in his Dortmund days, he had Subotic, who's that no-nonsense, clears everything first before, doesn't think about, you know, trying to pass the ball out of defence. He only thinks about clearing the ball out straight away. And he's a sort of a typical club-type defender. So for me personally, I think he's the first name in the team seat in defence. And mm. it's who he plays beside him, for me personally, is, is the interesting point. Because I think he's the first name in the team sheet, especially in defence, what I've seen and what I feel. And the feeling that Klopp gives me, I think that's where we're sort of headed at the moment, which is not too bad. It's nice to have somebody that's sort of non nonsensical, I think, in defence, just prefers to defend first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with you there. I think also it's nice to sign a centre-half under the radar for four million. Yeah. Prices that are mm-hmm. going round at the moment. And they're the type of signs that excite me. Mm-hmm. The centre-half from Germany for four million, you don't really know much about him. And they're the ones that you can't wait to see play. But also, as with you touching on there with Hippie and Carragher, how long has it been since we've had seven out of ten defenders? Defenders, yeah. No, each week we'll give you seven out of ten. We've got centre half who can be brilliant one week and the next week they yeah. can stink the gaff out. And for me now, yeah. it's all about consistency. We need centre half who you know perform each week. And I agree with you there when you say he'd be my first name on the team sheet because he's no nonsense. 
He knows what to do. And when he goes to places like Arsenal, the last thing he wants is centre arch messing on the ball. Yeah. So I completely agree with you there, Michael. But um, what I'll do is I'll move on to the next question now for Raj, if that's okay. Go on, Pete. Um, for it. Yeah. When we're going on about our defensive, well, not, not so problems, our defensive pairings for centre half at the moment, what do you think Arsenal's will be on Sunday, considering the crisis she's in at the moment? I've heard loads of different things. One of the lineups I saw today had Holding and Chambers in. in wow. In, 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 which I kind of gives Ooh. me, like kind of worries me a little bit. I would prefer to have Monreal back in the centre. He did, he did, did quite well last season actually doing that with Gibbs at, at the left back. And I'd probably even give Debussy a gamble and put him in the, in the middle as well and Bellerin on the right. So that's my preferred four. But a lot of people are going on about Monreal holding Chambers and Bellerin. I think that's dangerous to be quite honest, especially first game of the season and, and, Holding, we haven't seen much of him. He's, he was he was playing a lot less kind of you know he was playing a lower level of football last year. He needs time to come in, and he, he was bought for the future. Now people are saying we should be playing him straight away, which is ridiculous. But that's the position we're in, you know. Unless he unless Arsene Wenger rushes back Koscielny, but then you're you're, you're risking injury and stuff. So it's going to be an interesting one. But I, I would I would go for Monreal and Debussy in the middle. I mean, it'll be an interesting thing on Sunday morning when we find out what the, what the actual lineup's going to be. But yeah. once again, touching on the, the lack of movement within the transfer market, it, it's got to be a serious issue, uh, issue for Arsene Wenger, that, that centre-back position, obviously with the, uh, the Gabriel situation being out injured, Koscielny only just coming back, Mertesack is out for months. And the guys, as far as I heard, came out and said he, he's, he's not going to dip into the transfer market for that area of the pitch. It seems absolutely ludicrous to me when you've got people like Ashley Williams on the market for 12 million who could come in and just slot in straight away for Arsenal there, as far as I'm concerned. What would you do if it, if it, you was in that position, Raj? If I'd have sorted out the centre-back pairings straight away. I mean, I, was, I would have sorted it out back, back in June, July. I mean, he, he keeps going on about, you know, we need to be ready for the season. And yet every year in, in August, we're scrabbling around for players and stuff like that. And I think he may have left himself too late and it might be a knee-jerk signing now over the next couple of weeks. And that player, you know, will, will cover us for a few games, but might not feature for the rest of the season. So, uh, and the way he thinks is that he might, he won't do that because he's not going to, as you said, he's, it's his money. He sees it as his money. So he's not going to spend 12, 13, 14, 15 million pounds on, on a player that might not you know, be be a big feature in the team over the next couple of years. So he's going to take a gamble. And I think that's why he hasn't released Debushi because normally he, I, I actually thought Debushi would, would be would be sold or released this, this this summer and he hasn't done that. Yeah, wasn't so he out on loan last season? He was, yeah. He was in France. Yeah, Bordeaux, wasn't he? Yeah, he didn't do yeah, much Bordeaux. there as, as well. But now he seems to be featuring. So I've got a horrible feeling that he'll, he'll, he'll be playing a few games in this season. So... I do not expect, sadly, any transfers. Mustafi, they've been going on about Mustafi for a while. Um, yeah, and he's been linked. But whether they, whether he goes out and spends twenty-five to thirty million pounds on him is, is another is another question. So, what about Johnny Evans? Because he's been linked heavily, hasn't he, the last week? Yeah, but is he any, is he any good? Not really. No, I'm just. I'm just seeing. That's the way to the And also, a lot of Arsenal fans, including myself, will start thinking, well. It's too late now. Why, why waste money on a, on a player that's not going to really help you? And I don't think Johnny Evans is, is a good fit for the Arsenal. 
Uh, it may have been for United, but not for us, you know. So I think we've ballsed up again. So um, I don't know what's going to happen on Sunday. What, what, what do you think? Are you guys confident of winning the game? Well, as far as I'm concerned, if, if he's going to put out a makeshift a makeshift back four, I think Liverpool have all, all the qualities in the attack to, to get at a defence that's that's inexperienced and, and is not used to playing with each other. I think Arsenal will be absolutely there there for the taking in if that's what's going to happen. As far as the midfield and the the attacking prowess for, for Arsenal, it's it's probably as, as good as anyone else in the league. But that defensive situation for me, just I just think that overrules everything and it's playing straight into Liverpool's hands. I don't know about what, what you think about that, Michael and P. Yeah, I think it's, um, showing, it's showing signs. Do you remember it was about four seasons ago now, early on the season, when Liverpool played Arsenal and the Dagley. Yes. And mm. we won 2-0. And I remember it was the same then. Arsenal were having bad defensive problems. I'm sure he's played Jenkinson and I can't remember who else it was, centre half. And oh. it, it, to me now, it's the same situation where I think Arsenal on Sunday will be quite, it's going to be a makeshift defence. It's going to be two, two fullbacks playing centre half. I think it's probably perfect for Liverpool early on the season. It's a hard away game to go and get three points with. Mm. If, if it's going to be Monreal and Debussy, I think Liverpool stand a good chance of getting the result there but I've seen today I don't know too this is that Koscielny could be returning so is that yeah I mean I've, I've heard that, that, that they might rush him back I mean Liverpool's biggest chance in my opinion is they, they try and batter us in the first 35-40 minutes yeah. and yeah. Jurgen Klopp sets up a team that goes that goes at us non-stop for that first period of the game mm. but if, you, if you're still nil-nil around 40 minutes then we do have powers that we can absorb that pressure in the second half and get away with Get, gets the other end and score a couple of goals, so it's going to be interesting. But I would, I would be very surprised if Jurgen Klopp doesn't go out on Sunday and say, "Go at them straight away. Oh, Do not let up. Away. Yeah, and just try and blow them away." Which, which, which has happened with Liverpool with, with other teams in the past, including us. You know, it's it's a good tactic, and uh, it's whether whether it's fruitful for you guys is another thing, though. It's yeah. a weird position that Wenger has put himself in, especially with. You know, the vast resource they have in terms of scouting, there's definitely value out there in the market. And I think, for, like, as much as I hate this club, actually, Man City, like, they've done that quite well. They've just got this lad for, I've never even heard of, I think, from South America. I think it's Moreno, I think his name yeah, might be a striker, young Colombian. Yeah, the, the, there is value in the market. And if, you know, I always sort of, you know, attach value to somebody like Wenger and, I'm not sure what the scouting department's like at the moment, but it seems like it's quite poor at the moment. It seems like he's lost something anyway over the years. I'm not sure. I don't know the ins and outs of what's happened in Arsenal or what Wenger's changed within the scouting team, but they've lost something. They've lost a bit of an edge, what they used to have when they used to go on the market. They used to pick up bargains. You had the, your Van Persis back in the day, your Nazaris, your... I know I'm going to give him Alexander Klev. Well, no, he, he was decent, though, back then. I don't think in my eyes he was decent. And there was these players he picked up for next to nothing, but I don't see that really happening anymore. And that's more think, of a concern. Um, I think Arsene Wenger was a kind of an innovator of raiding mm. French French leagues and yep. and 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 going in there and getting the kids like the Anelkas and stuff and and and, yeah. and turning them into top well, African players, markets but, as well. Yeah. And the African markets, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But what, what's happened is that everyone else saw that and go went well. We'll do the same thing. And so there's like more intense competition. And with yep. Chelsea, City, United yep. offering a lot more money for these kids. I mean, you know, um, Chelsea buying. 20 million pound kids now, you know, um, and that, that is a price, price other clubs out. So he wasn't an innovator, but it's changed. The, the landscape's changed now with all the TV money. Everyone's, I mean, West Ham spent is it 30, 40 million pounds on two players yesterday. I mean, yeah. it's, you would yeah, never have I seen am. that happen in, uh, eight, nine, ten years ago. 
Exactly. But everyone's got money to spend. I mean, Leicester have spent £40 million on players this year. In fact, their squad is probably as strong, if not stronger, even though they've lost stronger. Kante. Huge fan of Musa. Yeah. then then Yeah, then like, last yeah. year. So, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, putting Liverpool and Arsenal aside, it's going to be a very exciting Premier League this year because I think... I think there's going to be six teams, maybe even seven teams vying seven for the teams. top four. And it's going to be a real scrap. And we'll take points off you. You'll take points off us. You'll take points off United. United will take points off Chelsea. So it's going to be a real mixed match. And I don't think there's going to be one team that's going to just go steam ahead and, and win it easily. I think whoever wins the league, you've got to beat the teams that are lower than the top six or seven. That's the way you win the league, I think, personally. Yeah, um, yeah, you can blow away the teams below you, then you've got a chance to win the league. You can probably nick a point here and there from City or from United or from Arsenal, Spurs, etc. But if you beat the teams lower than that, but even the teams lower than that are still quite strong. Like how far do you are you saying which is low? You know, you got Stoke that are you know on the day can be quite decent. You got West Ham, you got Southampton under a different manager. You know things you know things have changed there, but you still have a decent enough squad. So it, it's a tough league, it really is. But from from as a Liverpool fan, I'm I'm, I'm quite excited. In terms of what we've done this summer, and in terms of what you know, what we can achieve. What what I think Liverpool have done really well is you've made sensible transfers. Jurgen Klopp hasn't gone for mm. big stars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He wants to build a team, and I really do mean by that. Yeah, you know, the, the, the definition yeah. of a team: eleven guys play together, mm-hmm. live together. You know, they they work together, and he's and he's bought he's bought intelligently. You know, Matip yeah. and Mane and all that, and then these guys might not be stars but they will fit into that setup and contribute as much as everyone else that's already there so i think he's, he's been very sensible uh, i always said he was going to buy players i didn't think he might go and buy a big one but he didn't but looking at the list of players he's bought in i think it's been very sensible and i think uh it'll 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 do you good the reason why i think Jürgen Klopp's perfect for liverpool and the reason why his signings make sense is Liverpool at the moment are classed as, a, as, say, a top seven, top eight club. We finished eighth last season. So when fans were going mad at the start of the transfer window, when United were signing, or when United were linked with Pogba and when they got Mkhitaryan, Arsenal got Zaka, Greenwich, Xhaka, all players Liverpool were linked with. Liverpool aren't in the position to be able to sign players like that. So when we signed players like Wijnaldum, Mane, and people would go, the two inconsistent We've signed them players to try and make them consistent and make them into them 40, 50 million pound players. Because at the moment, we can't sign them. We need to sign the players who, on the day, can be just as good, but they're not consistent mm-hmm. enough. And that's where I think Jürgen Klopp comes in. And with but his that, but, he, he'll, he'll make them them players who are consistent on a regular yeah, basis. Spot that's spot on. Because that's the thing I've always said about Klopp. I think with the fans, you think they're expecting us to pay 50, 60, 70 million yeah, for a player. Yeah. But... But if you look back in Klopp's history, he's never done that. Like, you look how he spent, well, I think, five million on Gundogan. You know, he, he 5.5 million on uh, Hummels. I think he got Matip, um, uh, sorry, Subotic on a free. Players like that, like, he's always, it's not a question of going for bargains. He's always seen the potential in turning these players from average players into world class players. You look well, you at look, even. When he comes yeah, to the, his, his, his biggest transfer feed spent was 12 million on Marco Royce. So he's not a manager who's renowned mm-hmm. for spending big. So we knew, we yeah. knew that when he yeah. came here that, he, that he, he wasn't going to spend big. But some fans still thought that uh, Jürgen Klopp will, will pay 50, 60 million pounds for a player. And for me, one of the nail on the head the other day was when he had a little dig at Mourinho or Man United, so to say, when he said, why buy the ready-made cake when you know the recipes on how to make it? And I thought, it's yeah. really, isn't it, what he said? That just sums him up. What a metaphor that is, that he's trying to say United have gone out and paid yet 100 million for Pogba, but why do it when 
you can search the market and find these hidden gems and in two, three years' time, they could be just as good. And to put it uh, realistically, what would your preference be to have that team built or to just take that shortcut straight to to your £100 million player? Surely to... It's more satisfying, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. And and there's a lot lot more that goes into into that sort of thing. But going back to what you said, P, was uh, was really spot on, yeah. What Liverpool are up against is you've got teams in the Champions League who can offer that, even teams in Europa League can offer European football, plus they can offer the bigger wages that Liverpool can't afford at the moment. So you're right, Klopp's had to look sort of a bit right wing as he's, he's going to have to go that little bit away from the from the centre of the transfer market and say look we can pick this player up for a, for 20 million we can pick this player up for 30 million and, and turn them into like you say stars in, um, in their own right so yeah excellent that point, point that yeah. you made though about the, the change in them because you look at teams like Sevilla I don't think they necessarily pay more than us I just think they're much more cuter in the transfer market yeah. and plus they've got these clubs have got really good director football you look at Dortmund Michel Zork he is He's one of the best director footballs on the planet, you know, in terms of um, in terms of his ability to sort of find gems in the market. You look at the business they did, Usman Dembele, uh, Rhoda of Bayern Munich. There's so many players. They, I think they brought the the Schurler from Wolfsburg. They brought in Goethe. They brought in that left back who we were linked to, Rafael Guerrero. Like the, and like he's the one I wanted more than anything else. Actually, if I was looking at, I was like, he's a cracking left back. He really is. And there is, it's not a question that these, that yes, these guys can offer European football, but wages wise, they don't offer as much as what Liverpool can offer. I just think that we need to be a lot more cuter. And with our, sorry, uh, me and Air leaving next season, it's a chance for us to sort of poach a top drawer director of football like Montia Sevilla or Michel Zorka Dortmund. It's our opportunity to do that. And then in terms of what Klopp wants to do, I, I think that will make it so much easier for him. And when he has somebody of that caliber working with him. Yeah, Jurgen Klopp, in my opinion, wasn't brought in for a quick fix, although, was he? He was, no, he he was, he was no. always brought in for three, four, five-year plan. That's what he's, he's done with, yeah, he's, he's done that with his other teams as well. And I think it's, I think Liverpool fans are very lucky that he's got a manager like that, and they should be patient. I said this in the last yeah. pod, I'm pretty sure I said that, that he's, he's, here, he's here for a while. And uh, let him build this, let him build it quietly, mm. and uh, see what happens. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised what, what he produces over the next two years. Precisely. That's yeah. what he'll do to the youth infrastructure as well. It's what you do to the academy too. You know, feeding in young players into the first team. Like that's, I think a lot of teams have, have have lost that sort of principle due to the amount of TV money that's come into the league, which is absolutely ridiculous. I think they lost sight of trying to promote young players, and that's what Klopp is all about. I think the fact that he's reshaping, he, he's in charge of everything football-wise within the football club. I think that is great for Liverpool Football Club. And me, personally, I don't want a 50, 60 million, 70 pounds. Yeah, it, it looks nice, but are they going to add instability to the team? Are they going to be team players? Are, are they going to push somebody's nose out of joint because they'd be on, what, 160, 170, 200 grand a week? I just think we need to be quite careful about what we wish for. Excellent, yes, yeah, spot on. Okay, then uh, before we go over to the for the to the quiz part of the show, just a question, the same question for each of you, really. But we'll start off with you, Raj. What what's your hopes and your expectations for for the Gunners this season? I think we are good enough again for for top four. I think the squad's strong enough. I'll be gobsmacked if we don't buy the players that we need in the next two or three weeks. But if we do and we get the right two players in, then we could challenge. But I've got, I'm one of those whinging Arsenal fans. I've actually stopped whinging about it now. I've, I've been supporting this team for so long that I've, you know, I'm just going to just enjoy the. You fed the, up of it. The, 
I'm fed up of it, and I'm I'm, I'm fed up. With, I'm fed up of boring people with my with all, everything I say. So this season, I'm just going to back the team and try and not get involved on Twitter or, or whatever, and just enjoy it. You know, enjoy enjoy going to the games with my mates and crossing fingers, and hopefully we'll end up somewhere near the top at the end of the season. Good man. I think it'll, it'll be a lot more beneficial to your health as well, won't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I think so. I'm not going to say anything more. <laughs> the same question to you, Michael. What's your your hopes and expectations for Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool team this season? I'm quietly optimistic. I don't want to, you know, I want to whisper. I don't want to, you know, say too loudly. It's going to whisper. But I like to see us challenge i think we can i don't think the league defensively is that you know in terms of you know the team the, the defenses within the teams in the league are that strong i think we should just go for an attack it and uh, from that point of view i think you know try and go back to a couple of years ago we just outscored opponents i think we should try and go back to that Leicester sort of proved that last season that there's a lot of teams that are vulnerable defensively um i'd like to see us get a trophy personally i would love a trophy this season I know we sort of a bit of a hangover from the Europa League, but I think with the squad he's assembled, it should be good enough to get a trophy. So, yeah, but I'd like to, to solve that left-back problem as, if we can. I know that's a bit of an issue at the moment, but it's also who's out there um, that we can buy within the structure of what Klopp wants us, wants within yeah. the team and how he wants us to play. That's right. Yeah, I've got um, just one final question. We've done it at the start of last season before Liverpool's Stoke game, and to be honest, the predictions couldn't have been any worse. <laughs> Didn't the, and, and to be honest, the Stoke fan actually tipped Leicester to go down. So he got it completely <laughs> he wrong. He did, yeah. I remember Finney and Shardlow. Yeah, he, he, he said Leicester haven't done enough. You signed no one. They'll, they, he, I think he said they'd finish 20th, didn't he? So. Yeah, the man who wears a, de- a dead cat on his head. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell, he doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> sorry, Finian, if you're listening. Yeah, sorry. Uh, anyway, yeah, on, Michael. Haircut. Michael, I'll go with you first. Who do you okay. think finishing the top four in order and which three sides will get relegated? Oh, top four? Ooh. United. As winners. Oh, no, 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 as winners. Yeah. Oh, as winners. Yeah. Oh, I hate saying that. I freaking hate that club. Yeah, you know, I'll go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I'll have to go United. Pass. No, actually, no, it's in mind. I hate these even worse. Um, or, no, I go Chelsea to win the league. Yeah. I go, I go United second, us third, and Arsenal fourth. Because I don't fancy City in the top four. I really don't. Yeah, I, better than Imperia for them. Yeah, and I, I, I thought he'd assigned um, like a lot more plays. I think they had, they have quite a few problems in their side, and a lot of issues. Yeah, I, I think like the, the central midfield, the part of their side is really is really weak. Yeah, and Yaya Torre's agent, they've signed the centre mid in Gundogan, who's not going to be fit and could take yeah three to four months. months yeah, yeah. So yeah, but um, and who, who's your bottom three, Michael? Hall, Burnley. And so Burnley and Swansea City because they lost Williams today. Yeah, and IU yesterday mm. as well, yeah. Yeah, and IU as well. Good point, that, yeah. Right, go on, Raj. What's your top four in order and then three to go down? United City, Arsenal, Chelsea. I'm afraid I don't see Liverpool in the top four, but uh, you never know. And I'd love Tottenham to be relegated along with Hull and Burnley. <laughs> triple Spurs, Triple Spurs, 20th then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on, P. What's yours? I'm gonna write these down and put them on so we can look back in yeah. months' time. Got a season. Top four in order of merit. 
got to go with my heart, haven't I? Not my head. So I'm gonna, I've gone after go with the Reds <laughs> yeah. to, to take yeah. the crown. I'm gonna have to say Manchester City, a close second once again. Arsenal in the top four in third, and I'm gonna say Chelsea, and uh, hopefully Manchester United will finish out that top four, and Mourinho will get his eye wiped after his little dig at Liverpool and uh, Arsenal again today. Hopefully that man. Hopefully that man will get his his comeuppance at, at some point. And uh, for the for the bottom three relegation, it's got to be a shoe in Manchester United. They've got to go down. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Burnley, Middlesbrough, and Hull City. I just think all, all three promoter teams are going to struggle this season. I think all three of them are the ones who are going to be holding up the rest of the league during the season. So, yep, they're my predictions. What's yours, Pete? Right. I think league winners will be Chelsea and Conte. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they'll be hard to beat this season. So, yeah. and I think also they can sit on a one 0 lead, which will be horrible. So I'm going to say them. I'm going to go for Liverpool second. I'm going to go for City four, and I'm going to go for uh, sorry City third, Arsenal four. Yeah, that's mine. And then to go down, I'm going to say who will finish at the pit will be Hull. 19th, I think, will be Sunderland, especially if they sell that Lamin Coney today. And, That's right, uh, he's gone to Everton, isn't he? Yeah, and to be honest, I've seen before, they've had, two, they've had two bids accepted for, is it Will Keane and someone else from Man United? Two Paddy months. McNair and Paddy, uh, Donald Love. Oh, Donald, that, oh really? my God. Not Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump, yeah. He's well signed. I didn't know that, actually. Yes, <laughs> so... I think you sign and plays like that, you're gearing yourself up for the championship. Yeah, um, that's true. It's I been a it's been a, a consistent theme that hasn't it, over the past few years, even since Ferguson was there. United players signing for Sunderland. You've got the likes of Brown, yeah. haven't you? O'Shea. Brown did that. Um, O'Shea did that. I think also it's the Moyes yeah, effect, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Moyes loves it. Moyes loves an uh, ex United player, doesn't he? So. Oh yeah. So I think doing that, but also I think Bournemouth could go down. Yeah. Ooh, that's an interesting show. I don't know. I think I think they've added well. I think they've added well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. and I've, I've, with a with a good season behind them, I think um, yeah, yeah. They, they could hold their own personally. But they lost Matt Ritchie, didn't he? That's right to Newcastle. It's a strange one because I thought they had, one, yeah. I thought he had a great season, but yeah, they sold him to Newcastle. But they bought in Jordan Ibe and um, and Brad Smith. And Brad Smith from Liverpool. Plus, who was the other guy they brought in? Didn't he bring a striker in? I'm not too sure. What a midfielder. Not sure. Mm. Not sure. Not sure. I just think sometimes it's cruel the friend where sides that play good football and always decides to stay up, are they? No, that, that's that's. Yeah. I, I don't want them to yeah. go down by all means, but mm. I just think. I've got it in front of me. They also signed Nathan Aki from Chelsea. Yeah, a guy, Chelsea. A guy Hello. called Liss Mousset from uh, Le Havre. Guy from Millwall and Jolie, and uh, a guy from Fulham called Hindman. So yeah, not your household names, but they've done yeah. a they've done a little bit of business. Brought in. Looks like six or seven players there, plus Ivan um, Smith. So, yeah, could be an interest, interesting one, that piece. They've got Benicophobia up front, actually, who... I don't know, like, I know Jordan Ives on the ball. Yeah, he's a big lad. He's a target man, more so. so I'm not sure what they brought Ivan for, because this person's terrible. Who's, uh, <laughs> who's the other lad that, that they had up front who done his crew shit at Stoke? Callum Wilson. Uh, Callum Wilson. He's a good, he's player, a good striker. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't see them going down. Like they've got a lot. Of, they've got decent firepower that can, you know, that get you mid table. You know, the goals win games, and I think I think he's back now as well. He's back within the side now. Have we done uh, enough to change your mind, Pete? Yeah, I'm going to be a shit house now and change it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Swansea, Swansea eighteen. So 
Yeah. Sorry, yeah. South Wales, but you've gone. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, just the Williams going today just sort of done it for me because I, I think, I don't know how they're going to resolve that with those defensive issues because you need it, especially that lower down in the league, you need a proper leader in the back and they're so hard to find. And with him going to Everton, I think they'll struggle. Just a quick one as well. If any Evertonians listen to this podcast, I would like to thank them for buying Yannick Balassi because of this gift. Yeah, because... It's given yeah. a real £30 million pound for Christian Benteke. <laughs> so you've funded that sale. Cheers, lads. In, inadvertently, yeah. yeah no, there's a good friend of mine, James Dwyer, who's an Everton fan, and he, he's uh, he's more than likely listening. Uh, he listens to all our podcasts. So, uh, yeah, cheers for that, Jay. Um, <laughs> t- tell Ronald we own one. Yeah. Right, OK then, lads. Yeah. What we're going to do now is head into our... Five question shootout as christened oh by our, our yes. man himself, Yare. He's uh, it's stuck with it ever since he called it. So, <laughs> Pete, you've got oh, the man. Liverpool questions, haven't you? <laughs> yep. And I've got the questions for Raj. So, seeing as how Arsenal are the home side today, this is, this is a complete and utter stitch up like last time. <laughs> No, not at all. He's going to get the first. He's got the first question. So, Raj's on that side. Michael is there. Okay, first question to you, Raj. During the fifteen sixteen season, who scored the most Premier League goals for Arsenal from Aaron Ramsey, Theo Walcott, or Mesut Ozil? Mesut Ozil with six goals. Correct, the Mundo. And, 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 and spot on with the amount as well. Yeah. That's not like 16, 16, Olivier. And I've got the camera on, Ian, and if you've been looking at my uh, answers. No, yeah. it's, it's on the train. <laughs> on the train. He has the camera on, on man. <laughs> We've got our own podcast on Thursday starting, so I had to learn all the stats today because I know oh, Olivier. You should, you should do well then. Well, right. I'm in trouble right. now, man. I didn't do any stats, man. Right then, Michael, here's your first question. Who scored the most goals for Liverpool last season from Christian Benteke, Roberto Firmino or Felipe Coutinho? Benteke. Sorry, mate. No, it was what? Firmino. Stop it again, nine goals. He did. Firmino had ten yeah. and Coutinho oh, had eight. Did Benteke oh, score that many goals? Scored yeah, many he goals. did. Mm. To be honest, though, Michael, it's fine because whoever loses the quiz always wins the game. So <laughs> that's true, actually. That's why I'm, I'm, I purposely um, yeah. I said the wrong answer so we hopefully win on Sunday. I'd rather take this we'll hit now. Yeah, we'll see how that theme goes throughout this season. Okay, next question <laughs> for you, um, Raj, is for which international team does Mohamed El Neni represent? Egypt. Good answer, mate. Yeah, he's got 40 caps for the Egyptians. Yes, 40. Yes, yeah. thank you. Let's hope he's walking like an Egyptian on Sunday. <laughs> this is definitely a stitch-up, man. Right, Michael. Here is your next question. Which club did Liverpool buy Ragnar Klavan from? Augsburg. Correct, Amundo. I was going to say, if you got yes. that wrong, you, you said it earlier on the pod. <laughs> yeah, good answer. So we're... Two questions gone. The score is 2-1 to Raj. Okay, then. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> At Anfield last season, the game finished in a 3-3 draw. But who scored two goals that day for Arsenal? Olivier Giroud. 
good answer, yeah. He did get the brace that day, and I think it was Aaron Ramsey, was it, who got the other one? He was, yeah. 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 Well, weren't we winning 3-2, and then you broke my hearts again? Joe Allen, yeah. Oh, Joe, Joe Allen, Allen, the 90th minute. Oh, that's that, was, that was outrageous, honestly. Yeah. I miss should not be allowed to score in the 90th minute. That's honestly, it. There should be a rule. Joe Perlow came on and... Um, Joe Perlow was in the game. He did. Sad times, Joe Perlow. I'm going to miss him, actually. That was a good game, by the way. That was a great was, game. Yeah, was, yeah. Game. Very good game. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible defensively from both sides, but it was a good game to watch goals from, from a goals point of view. Right then, Michael. Here's your third question. In 1912, when Liverpool played, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I actually, I, I properly shat myself. Who started more Premier League games from Jordan Henderson, Christian Benteke, or Lucas Lever? That's a real tough one. I wouldn't I wouldn't. He had. Now I'm just trying to think of the games now. I'm just trying to count them ahead. Lucas had a lot of time. Lucas. Good answer. Lucas yes. 21. Benteke 14. Henderson 15. Yes, Ian. Yeah, it's quite a margin as well. I was surprised yeah. when I was doing them questions last night at, at the answer to that one. Okay then, lads, back over to you, Raj. From which team did Arsene Wenger sign Gabriel? Oh. Get this wrong, you deserve to lose on Sunday. <laughs> Gabriel. It's a Spanish team, wasn't it? Villarreal. Oh, yeah, it's a good answer. He got there in the end. Villarreal. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say it wasn't the singer <laughs> go on then P which team has Wales international Danny Ward joined on loan Huddersfield good answer yeah very good he's got he's harder on. questions I've got to say yeah he's hanging on yeah it's uh, <laughs> yeah. Four, four, three going into the uh, into the last question okay then Raj who started the most Premier League games last season for Arsenal from Olivier Giroud, Alexis Sanchez, or Per Mertesacker? Giroud. No, it's actually Alexis Sanchez with 28. And... Yeah, Giroud 26, Sanchez 28. Oh, that's half a point, surely. 24 nah. starts. <laughs> nope. What's wrong there's, with that? There's, there's a bit I'll... of a gap between 26 and 28 there, Raj. Yeah. <laughs> discuss that. If you're within two, you get half a point. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not this season. We're going to have to uh, go straight off the bat. It's ruthless. Okay. <laughs> He's going to get a Game of Thrones question now as well, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael, which actor did you play? <laughs> which part did you play in Game of Thrones? Oh, Michael, Michael, to draw level, which international side does Sadio Mane represent? Oh. What was that, Michael? Sorry, you missed that. Senegal. You said yeah. Senegal, which is the correct He's answer. Leveled up. Oh, oh no! Four to one. Wow. We have to go to a tiebreaker question, and this tiebreaker question—it's an interesting one. What I'll have to do is I will read out the question, and then you'd have to say your name first. Peter, you're going to have to be the referee. Who says the name first? Okay. okay. 
So I'll, what I'll that. do, I'll read the question out. There's, it's a multiple choice, so there's three answers to choose from. So as soon as I finish the last name, that's when you can come in, okay? Okay. So the question is, which former Premiership player headed 35 out of his 68 Premiership goals? Now, three answers are, and remember, as soon as you uh, hear the last name finished, come in. The first one is... Brian Dean, Duncan Ferguson, or Tor Andre Flo? Rog, Rog, Jerry. I thought Raj. Go on, Raj. Yeah, well, oh, here we go. Right, Ferguson. I'm back there now. You're saying Duncan Ferguson? Yeah. Then you would be correct. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, I, all I can remember about him was he just kept heading goals. That's All he did was head goals. I don't, didn't realise he scored anything from, from from his feet, to be quite honest. So there you it's go. It's funny you said that because I was thinking Niall Quinn. I was like, <laughs> so I was sort of snookered. I was like, if Niall Quinn's in this list, man, then it's him. But I didn't realise actually it was um, Duncan Ferguson. Damn. Who, who was the third Matt, third name on that list? Tor Andre Flo. Uh, no, no, that's a Chelsea no, striker. Isn't it? I thought, how, how many goals was it, Pete? Um, he got 35 out of 68 headers. It could have been a John Teddy. Hasn't <laughs> John Terry scored over 60 odd Premier League goals now? I'm not too sure, to be honest with you. I just got the answer as Duncan Fergus, and I, and I, put, I put the other two names in just off the top of my head. Brian Dean. Ah. Come on, that Brian Dean. Brian Dean's a good dude. That's a good one, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of players who were tall and scored headers. <laughs> I was Niall thinking Quinn Peter Crouch, but then I thought, yeah, yeah. Niall Quinn was another one I thought of, yeah. Should have put a, what was his name he used to play for Crystal Palace, isn't it? Mitchell Lombardi or, I think Yo Lombardo or whatever his name was. No, yeah, I, don't, the, don't, don't, I don't remember him. Do you remember him, Lombardo, who played for Palace? Was, was, was he the guy? Yeah, the Saudorian. Yeah, the Italian from Saudoria. Yeah, yeah, he had like an Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Attilio Lombardi. Attilio Lombardo, that that's was it. the one. Yeah. Did he play for Palace as well? Yeah, that, that's what I said then. Yeah. Oh, so I thought you said Chelsea. Oh, did I, myself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, oh, okay, then, lads, just before we uh, end the show, I'm going to play our um, unsigned artist band. And this week, I'm going to play a band called The Revellers. Since a bio on these lads and I'll read it out before I play the song. So the Revellers, they are a four piece indie band from the Wigan area of the UK. They have had their songs played on BBC Merseyside on their introducing slot. The Revellers have been going for just over a year. They've just released their latest single called Belong and they are hoping to release their first proper EP by the end of the year. So the song I'm going to play for you tonight is called Belong by the Revellers.
That was Belong by the Revellers. Thanks very much to Michael and Raj for coming on the show tonight, lads. Always a pleasure. That was quality. Cheers. Absolutely fantastic. So that was the Cop Tables podcast preview of the Arsenal fixture coming up this Sunday at the Emirates. Thanks to everybody who's listened. Good night. Songs to sing of the glory.